This is Roof English Radio with Darenata, daily English language radio from Iceland's national broadcaster, Roof. It's Roof English Radio. Hello, I'm Darren Adam. Thanks very much for your company. Back in West Iceland today, I'm in Stikitshunmur, and I'm at the Ida Centre, the Icelandic Ida Centre. It's a museum and knowledge centre which invites us to learn about the Ida duck and the down, the Ida down that can be produced from this amazing animal. And Erla Friedrichsdottir is the owner and manager of the centre here in Stikiesholmer on a very cold January Day. Erla, great to talk to you. Thanks very much for, for coming down to have this conversation. So I guess we start with the basics. Eider down, it comes only from the Eider duck. Yes, right. And it comes from the chest of the Eider ducks. Um, the Eider ducks has been living in Iceland since before the people hmm, lived before in Iceland. Yeah, yeah, before the settlement. And um, um, I believe that the Norwegian people who moved to Iceland, they brought the knowledge to collect the Eidetan, because Eidetan has been collected in mm. Norway as well as Iceland. And um, uh, you know that it can be extremely cold in Iceland. <laughs> and, <laughs> today. Uh, yes, <laughs> like today. And um, the Eidetan is a local bird. It's an Arctic bird. So it's, it's, a, it's local. And... Um, it stays out of the sea the year, all year round, except one month when it comes to the land for nesting. Mm -hmm. And during winter time, it stays out of the sea, and it's very cold out of the sea, and it stays where they have some food to eat, and they have to protect them from the cold. And the Eidodocs have this incredible Eidodown that keeps them warm, uh, while they are out of the sea during mm. the winter time. And um, also the Eider duck, the female who takes care of the nest, has to um, gain weight during the winter time because she does not eat anything. The 25 days she stays on the nest. And um, so it's very important for the female to be well insulated mm -hmm. and the eider down she is like dressed in a very warm warm eider down to uh, maybe not to wear uh, jacket eider down jacket and uh, when she has the eggs she must keep the eggs warm and she is not able to keep the eggs warm if mm -hmm. she is dressed in a warm eider down jacket so she must dress off for her body heat to reach the eggs and keep them warm so that's when she sheds the, the down and that becomes part of the nest to keep the eggs warm? Yeah, then she sheds it down and the reason for she sheds it down, uh, there are some hormone changes inside her body that makes the uh, down shed off her chest and then she is able to make her body heat reach the eggs mm -hmm. and of course she uses the, the down to line up the nest as well. So the down, it's not the feathers and it's not a fur, it is something else, isn't it? It is, yes. yeah. It's a huge difference between uh, down and feather. Yeah, yeah. The down is soft and light and very, very warm. So you don't collect it directly from the ducks. It's left behind. Yes. Um, the eider duck leaves the nest. She does not take the down with her again. Uh, she starts 
laying, uh, or, yeah, laying eggs are about three years old. And she does, she does that for maybe 17 years. She usually be, uh, yeah, she is usually about 20, can gain 20 years. Mm. And uh, so she comes year after year. If she has safe nesting areas to have the eggs, she comes year after year to the same spot and to the same areas. And uh, the idea don't see it every year. It's a waste product for the duck. She has no use of it once she's left the nest. Yeah, that's, that's... Okay. So it's completely ethical and it's completely sustainable. How do you go about collecting it then? Is that difficult? Yes, it is. Um, we, are the, we are lucky. We have our islands, our areas are islands in Breiðafjörður. And um, I have been collecting down since I was just a child. We have a group of islands along with some other families. And uh, we have to go between about 150 islands, and we have to go between m most of them by small boats. Uh, when the tide is low, we can mm. sometimes walk between some of the islands, but not all of them. And it's a lot of work to, yes. <laughs> to walk. All we have to walk, we have to spot all, all the places. Yes. And uh, we do not walk a circle with like six sacks. All, all the islands. Yeah. And how much is in a nest? Is it a handful or would it fill a bag? How much is in each nest? It's about 15 to 17 grams. Okay. So it takes maybe 60, 70 nests to fill one way. Okay. So it, this is very labour intensive. You've got to do a lot of collecting to gather all the down together. Right. Yeah. Uh, usually in the islands we are sometimes 20, 30 people all together collecting the Eidetan. But what you have at the end is something that's very warm and very soft. It is. It's very warm and soft. Yeah. Now, is this produced anywhere else or is this just in this area of Iceland? Um, it's uh, collected, the Eidetan is collected all around Iceland. We have about 400 Eidetan farmers all around Iceland, uh, except the south coast. Um, and the reason for there is no, there are no items in the south coast mm. is where we have the black sand. Uh, this either duck needs the seaweed because she has to feed the ducklings. Uh, she does not feed the ducklings to the in the nest uh, as soon as the ducklings have got out of the eggs. Mm. She takes them to the shore and leave the nest untied down, and she does not go again to the nests. She just takes the babies mm -hmm. uh, within 24 hours usually when they are dried after coming out of the egg. Uh, and they uh, eat the small, small things that lives in the seaweed. So the seaweed is necessary for the areas where there yeah. sea nests. I have been collecting for about 50 years. Um, in Iceland, it has been collected since settlement. Mm. Uh, we know for sure, uh, we have a written text about uh, in Snorrata, about Frodi, uh, the, the, uh, who was the king of Gotland then. Um, it was said about him, he should sit on money and sleep with either. So we know for sure at yeah. around 1300, something yeah, like yeah. that, it has been collected. And the centre here has been available for visitors to come, I think since 2018. 
and we're sitting in the museum now as well with not just Ida Duvets on display but lots of other items as well. What can people learn when they come here? They can learn everything about the Aitutak, how they live and, and uh, how we collect the Aitutak and also about the Aitutak. Uh, why it is so incredible, soft, light and warm. Mm -hmm. It's different from other town. It's uh, like it sticks together and it's like it's town unit is much uh, bigger than other town and it's completely, as you said, natural and ethical. Yes. Usually the town, all the town products or town is um, uh, like side to buy product from the food industry. Now you've got some duvets on, I've never actually felt or touched, <laughs> to my knowledge, Ida down. So I'm going to do that now, if I may. This is one of the King Ida duvets, which is on display. Oh, it's like so light, isn't it? It is. But you can put your hands it's, under it. Yeah. It's almost like there's nothing there, but of course there is. As we said, as soft as it is warm, this is like nothing else. It's very soft and light, yeah, yeah. and so warm. And what sort of response when you sell these items? What do you get feedback from people? Do they tell you what sort of experience they've had? Yes, the people are, are very, very happy. They just love their duvets. Does it keep you warm in a really cold winter? It does, and I have also heard from people that live in in uh, like places, warm places, mm -hmm. and when it's very hot, they sometimes go under the eye down to way just to keep away from the hot. Because it insulates yeah. you from the heat as well. Yeah. I like the sound of that because I prefer the winter to the summer. So I like the idea that it would keep you cool as well as, <laughs> as keep you warm. And we'll just take a quick look around some of the other uh, items that are on display here because you've got some photographs which show in detail, I mean, just how difficult it is and how long this practice has been going on. So you've got images here of a couple of people with their children and their maid gathering, I think, in, in Drangia, in the, the northern Westfjords, showing just how difficult and slow a job this is. Yes, this is uh, photos of people uh, collecting down in, in the area. And um, it's very old photos. Some of them are very old. And we also have some photos here where we can see how the Aitetown was cleaned in, before we had the machines to clean it. I was going to ask what happens to it once it's collected. How is it processed? Is it just washed? No, we have some. Uh, there is some special process we have to take the Aitetown through. Um, it's very necessary that the farmers they dry the Aitetown immediately after they have collected it because it's mixed with, of course, moisture and it's mixed with all, all kinds of uh, natural things like moss, seaweed, grass. Sand, mm. stones, yeah, yeah. and unfortunately also everything that comes with the sea, like plastic or remaining yes. of fish. Is that plastic. becoming more of a problem? No, no, it's probably not more, but... It's always been. It's always it's been, been yeah. Problem, yeah. But it's not, it's not a lot of it, but it happens to come. Mm -hmm. And some farmers, they put the either down out to the sun to let it dry, mm -hmm. and uh, they, like, just clean the biggest things out of it and then they can send it to us or to someone else that can clean it mm. and we use some machines to it's called like a shaker uh, first of all we heat it down up to 120 mm. degrees then the grass and everything inside the town is very very dry and then it's easy to like beat the okay. it out of because the town. That, that's happening in one of these photos here from 1959 someone called Johanna Friedrichsdottir 
described as a housewife on Kvalatur Island in Bredevjerde, heating the eiderdown in a pot. So she's not washing it here, she's heating it. Yes, she's heating the eiderdown, and this was done in a pot in the old days. And now we do, do it more in, in an oven. And um, after heating, then it's uh, easy to like beat the down. And uh, then the natural things, the grass and mm. seaweed that breaks out of the down. And is there a demand for this down from all over the world? Do you get requests and orders from all sorts of places? Yes, we do. But uh, our main market is uh, has been in, through, through the years Japan for the raw material. But for okay. the two ways, it comes from the, all over the world. Uh, I think the Japanese people are very, they, they very much like the down because they do like the quality. Yes, they have good taste. Yes, they have very good taste. <laughs> and they have also, it's cold in the wintertime in Japan. Now, you'd pay a bit more for it than you might for a, a conventional duvet or a pillow. Part of the reason for that, I, I imagine, is that, as we've said, it's hard to collect the down. But also, does it last for a long time? Yes, it does. If you take care of it, it can last a lifetime. But you have, of course, to change the covers and yes. maybe... Uh, refresh it maybe in 15 years or something like that well i very much enjoyed my experience of it there just handling it for a few moments and there's a lot to see and enjoy here in the museum and it's not just the ducks that have the focus on them you've got some other creatures here as well yes we have the predators uh, the, we have to um, keep the eider ducks safe to if you the farmers are all around iceland have to keep the nesting area safe. Mm. Are, they, are they a protected species anyway then? The eider duck has been protected species in Iceland since 1847 and it's totally protected. You're not allowed to, to shoot it or, or to eat the eggs. And uh, we have to protect the eiders mm. from the foxes and minks and ravens and the gulls. And the seagulls even. Yeah, even yeah. the seagulls. They uh, like the axe, the seagulls, but they also pick the ducklings directly from the sea. Okay. Mm. So that's a battle that's going on all the time then, to oh. protect all of what the duck is doing. Yeah, <laughs> all the time, yeah. And that's, um, that's um, uh, also a hard work for the farmers to protect the area. Yes, yes. And some of them, they have to watch the area 24 hours, maybe from middle of April until middle of July. Now remind me when people can come here to the museum to learn for themselves. You are open during the summer more than you are in the winter. <laughs> yes, we are, but we open up and request during the winter time. As you did for me? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much for doing that today, Arla. It's very much appreciated. We'll put a link to the museum here and the centre, indeed, up on the page that accompanies this show from Roof English Radio. I'm Darren Adam, and you can get in touch with us anytime. We are English at ruv.is. There is more from Roof English with all the news from Iceland in English at ruv.is/english. Roof English Radio is daily English language radio from Iceland's national broadcaster, Roof.